hello. Welcome back. Uh, you're listening to the Shellheads podcast. I am your host, Sergio. I'm here with your host, Jeff. Uh, hi, Jeff. Hello. H- how's how's it going? Uh, it's it's going pretty well. Uh, how's it going for you? Yeah, well, uh, the Braves won last night, so hey, there you go, sports. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they play again tomorrow night, and uh, hopefully they can make it through the first round. But you know, we'll see. That's it's. I don't know why I put my body through this stress. I mean, look, you gotta have hobbies, I guess. I, I look. Last yesterday's game went so badly at first that I had already broken a pair of sunglasses. Ooh, By the time Johnny Cage they, style, did you yeah. have a backup to like flip open and like put on? <laughs> no, I, that would have been awesome. Like, they did end up winning the game, so those. Let's go those, ahead and uh, say that you did do that, just for the sake of yeah, our sure, game. sure. So, so yeah, but the uh, <laughs> the sunglasses gave their life for no reason whatsoever. But it's fine. Game three is tomorrow. Ah. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. This isn't a sports podcast, Jeff. No, you're already on one of those. No, it's a fashion podcast. It still pertains to sports. It's a, it's a fashion podcast. About sports. Let's talk about Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got we got stuff to talk about. Um, what's our first step segment? And now it's time to see what's in Sergio's box. No, wait, I'm sorry. Hang on. And now it's time to check what's in that bodacious box. I have stuff this time, Jeff. I have nothing this time. Awesome. Awesome. Which Uh, is not awesome. I would like some stuff, but. Well, the wife and I were walking through Walmart the other day. And Mm. a little backstory. Like a Sergio do. Well, like a backstory. uh, We don't ever end up shopping together. Ever. Typically, she's home with the kids or I'm home with the kids. So, like, it's usually a one a, a one man journey to the store. This time right. we both went, which was real weird. I think it happens maybe three times a year. We were strolling through the, the you know, the, the turtles section. And she was like, oh, you have some of these, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, I do. As I said proudly, for some reason, uh, she, she then said, uh, is, is there anything here that you don't have? And I was like, yeah, I don't have that. And I pointed at the uh, like the the giant sized Leonardo. Mm-hmm. And she said, OK, cool. Grabbed it and put it into the buggy. We call them buggies down here in the south. Um, mm. And she said, you do now. And so she bought it for me. Look at that. that sugar oh. mama getting you stuff. Yeah, it's the, it's the giant sized Leonardo from Mutant Mayhem. So it's awesome. It's it's that cool. It's that cool looking dude. Yeah, uh, I do like the giant. The giant sized ones for this movie are probably some of the best we've gotten because they're it was like. Who doesn't want a Muppet in their house? That's true. That's true. Uh, do you notice that they have not released the Mi- Michelangelo and Donatello giant-sized ones yet? Yeah, that is unusual. Yeah. You would think I'm, they would like coming. just throw that stuff out there. Yeah, they're they're coming. They're just not out yet. Uh, I also got my uh, shipment of all four of the. The, the, the Mateus Santaloco designed IDW best action figures. And I don't know if I like those things, Jeff. Really? Yeah. Like I, I told myself like, I'm going to like these. I like, I like Mateus's art. 
I like the way the box art looks on the outside of it, but there's just something, something about them that they look kind of cheap. And they are 20 bucks, which I guess is cheaper than an IDW or cheaper than a, than a NECA figure. But right. They, I don't know. They don't look like Ninja Turtles. They, they, they just look angry and veiny and, and weird. And I, I don't know what I'm, I, I, I think I'm still within the return window. I could send them back. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I mean, you could keep Raphael. I could, but I'd have to I, like, the figure to want to do that. Well, I mean, I love the I, idea of these figures. Yeah. Does that, does that, I don't know if that does anything for me, but I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't, is it, is it just purely the designs and like the, just the, it's not like it's the, uh, Hasbro Power Ranger, uh, lightning collection, which has been more, Miss than hit. I like. Let me put it put it this way. I like the Turtles Lightning Collection crossover figures more than I like these. Really? Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. They they the the molds just look like they tried way too hard and didn't get it right. Hmm. Um. And maybe I'm just a weirdo. I I hear that they're it's a pretty popular set of figures. I don't know. I don't dig them. I don't dig them. I don't dig them. Well, you know, you don't, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all that I have though. Yeah. 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 That's, that's it for this time, Jeff. Okay. Uh, and we've already established that you don't have anything in your box, which is fine. Uh, that means we can move on to the next segment. And now it's time for secret of the news. Ah, Yeah, news, news. Uh, do you want to go with the first news st- story? Uh, yeah, you know, Just there was one. one. I can't remember if I had sent it, which what social I sent it to you. But have you and I wanted to go ahead and talk about this one first, uh, since it's not on the list. The um, I saw the images for the Turtles three two packs. Oh, yeah. I don't know why that's not in our list of, of, of news here. Uh yeah, the Turtles 3 2-packs, which means I can officially sell my uh, VHS box. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why I was so tre- trepidatious. I figured they were going to do that. And apparently they're coming to Walmart very soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do like the art on the side of the boxes. They do look really nice. Yeah. It, 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 it mirrors that, that uh, really nice... Uh, movie poster mm-hmm. that had the that had the the sun setting in the background. That is a great poster. I don't care what anybody says. Like it's yeah. and it's hand painted too. I believe it's not because um, like the first two were like photorealistic or just the suits, you know. Because I yeah, don't recall I, them being. I don't know. Painted. Yeah, I could, I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know, but but yeah, yeah, that that. I'm glad that they're doing the two packs just because I'm a weirdo who wants the two packs instead of the the other one. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy. We're all happy, Jeff. We're all happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've got the two packs, you know, for the others. I, I finally was able to get both movies uh, one and two. So I'm looking forward to 
adding these to the old collection. Uh, yes. Ah, no. Okay. Actually, it is in our list of news here, Jeff. Oh, yeah. it is. Okay. Yeah, it's part well, of the it's it's part of the uh, the um, Toy Fair 2023 link that we have here. Oh, okay. Well, you know, Twitter is kind of a funky, like Mad Max wasteland now. So it's kind of that's a that's a very kind way to put it. Um, right, right. <laughs> I'm sure there's people you know trying to find gas and water on there somewhere. Um, you know. So I guess since that's what we were talking about, let's go ahead and talk about the 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 uh, the rest of the Toy Fair stuff. Most of it was stuff that we've seen before. Uh, there's not really many announcements per se. Just mm-hmm. some some really good shots of figures that we already knew about. Um, I think the biggest news news is the next wave of Turtles Universal Monsters. Uh, well, and there were- well, there's also the uh, evil Rex one. We knew about that. Yeah, yeah. We just we just get a better picture of what he looks like this time. Yeah. Uh, we got full on sculpt reveals of Raphael as the Wolfman and mm-hmm. Leonardo as the creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, and that looks like that's it. Uh, we see box shots of Professor. What, whatever his name is from Secret from Secret of the Use. What was it called? What was his name? Jordan. Uh, Jordan Jordan Perry. That's right. Well, we also got uh, uh, a new uh, Mirage uh, announcement. We're getting Kirby. Is that in these pictures? Yeah. I, admit, I like I knew I saw it, but I didn't see it in these pictures. We are getting Kirby, which is that is a I don't want to say that's a deep cut. Yeah, but. It's unexpected because what it comes down to is Kirby's just a dude. Yeah, I, would say, I wouldn't say that. You know, it's, we know it's supposed to be Jack Kirby. I know, but yeah, but the sculpt is just a dude. I mean, <laughs> it appeared in as, one comic book. Looks as close as you can possibly get without you know, uh, lightness rights, you know, royalties or something or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. We got we got a bit more though. We got uh, Octopus Inc. Office ready, mailroom ready. Casey Jones. Yes, well, but again, we've seen all of these. I see. We, I don't remember seeing that. We've we've seen that. We've seen Spaceman uh, Donatello. We've seen Samurai Michelangelo. We've seen see, all of these. All of these. I don't, um, I don't remember seeing those. Oh I yeah, really yeah. Don't. yeah. That it came out of like I think it came out of Comic Con. Um. These these Usagi variants, we saw all of those, um, all of these last Ronin figures. Like again, all of this is just really good shots of stuff that we had already been previously announced. The Kirby Kirby is new though. That that we did not know was happening. Um, it's 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 been a while since we've talked about. All of yeah. Uh, but Very I guess cool to see the the different like multiple uh, different uh, Usagi variants. I really like those. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be a four pack or at least it's supposed to be a four pack. Yeah. I like the uh, sliced in half foot soldier. That was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks like the, the professor is going to be a two pack of just him, like two different versions of him. And it looks like 
Kino is going to come with a foot soldier from Secret of the Ooze. So that those those I think were uh, assumptions, but now they've they've kind of confirmed it because there are there's box art and everything. So so yeah yeah. Cool news from NECA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, do we do we find out that uh, Baxter Stockman was coming? Yes. Okay. Yes, we knew about Baxter, uh, and that's that's a really good looking Baxter. I like that Baxter a lot. It is. He looks like Jackie Childs <laughs> and from, I, Se- from Seinfeld. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> or MC I, Hammer. <laughs> I uh, I want to officially apologize to NECA for oh. these. For, for um, constantly poo-pooing on the blue foot soldiers. Oh, wow! This is a, yes. This, this is this is big. The, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Stop the presses. Um. So, well, I've continuously said, you know, for years now, that they shouldn't be blue. That's what they are in all of the recolorings, right? All of the IDW recolorings. What 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 are they doing? They're morons. Blah 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 blah. Well, I'm an idiot. Do you remember the cover of the Leonardo one shot, originally printed by Mirage in the 80s? Yeah, I've uh, I believe I've got that somewhere. Yeah, all of the foot soldiers, which there's a bunch on the cover of that are blue with red eyes. And of course, all of those comics were black and white. So you don't really know from the, uh, the inside of the, of the book, what color they're supposed to be, but okay. Okay. Maybe not red eyes, but they are all, they're all blue, which means blue is the canonical color of the foot soldier. And NECA has been doing it correctly all this time. Yeah. Well, look, if there's 30 plus years of media, we're bound to, you know, slip here and there, <laughs> you know, on some uh, some uh, the old slime in the sewer there because uh, we didn't see it coming, uh, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. So so write it down. Official apology from Sergio. We can move on to the next news topic as I as I slink away with my tail between my feet. Uh <laughs> Speaking of action figures, Super 7 made a fun announcement. Uh, we're, we're getting a, a, a Super 7 Cyborg Krang. Yeah. Tell me about this. This thing is very funky. Um, so they've done a couple of these like for like other figures like Transformers and stuff like that. And you can kind of like take some pieces off and, and, and look at them uh, like, you know, what's underneath and i i kind of really dig that it's kind of like um in some of those visual dictionaries where you get to see like what's underneath like the blueprints like what's underneath the, you know the the inner workings uh-huh. of like you know ships and stuff like that or whatever but in this case it's Krang's and Bonnie so um i will i will more than likely be possibly snagging <laughs> This he a he a, he a beefy boy, uh, price wise. Yeah, he's an eighty five dollar figure. Yeah, uh, but it's, I it's absolutely currently... love the box art though. The box art is so cool. Yeah, and 
I, I, I want to find the tweet where they announced this um, because let's see. Okay, here's the quote. Um, In a format inspired by the vintage Japanese Henshin Cyborg Toys, this 11-inch, highly articulated Super Cyborg figure features a removable chest plate to reveal its inner workings, including a removable Krang figure. I'm wondering, was there a... I doubt there was a Japanese Krang figure like this. Not to my knowledge. Uh, You know, of course we could be wrong. Um, yeah, I'm not aware of one. Uh, this is neat, uh, but it is very much again Super Seven taking other people's ideas and making them their own. That's, yeah, that's what they're good at. And this is them kind of striking gold. I think this one's cool. Yeah, what's really weird is seeing the hamster on a wheel that like Krang suit is powered with hamster power. I'm like, wait, what? That's kind of great. Yeah, it's really dorky. Uh, kind of great. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I dig it. I won't be buying it. I'm, I'm, I've kept myself from buying Super Seven. I'm going to continue to do that, but I, I do like it. I'll give, I'll give them that. I, I'm on the fence because I still have my original '80s Krang figure, which pretty much looks the same, you know, except for without the. He's got like the antenna is uh been lobbed off. Uh, somehow I'm not sure. Yeah. But other than that, he's in good shape. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, do we have any other t- figure stuff? Yeah, let's talk about this Masters of the Universe mashup. Not a lot known about that. Just kind of like teasing. Um, uh, just with some some artwork. Uh, some mock-ups. Uh, yeah. But they look... I mean, we get... Uh, the only image that we've been able to 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 find is got is Leo, and um, it says Turtles of Grayskull, and it's, I just I kind of freaking dig it. Like I I I like how it looks, and of course the the concept can change from you know development to final. Um, but it looks I've always been a big He-Man fan growing up, and I'm, yeah. I'm still a He-Man fan, and I love that world and just all that stuff and. Uh, I absolutely love that the Turtles of Grayskull logo is just just popping out at you. It's just great. So I would I would probably snag some of these. Yeah, the, the I, these are weird. They're very weird. But Masters of the Universe and Ninja Turtles were two of the biggest '80s action figure lines, yeah. if not the two biggest. Like I think the only other one in. That, that, that comes close is like Transformers, right? Yeah, yeah. So it is kind of a natural pairing. Um, and G.I. Joe. Yeah, G.I. Joe. Um, and and actually the Turtles and the the um, Masters of the Universe figures were about the same size, right? Uh, roughly, I think roughly, so. I think, the, I, I think He-Man was a bit bigger, but yeah. they were around the same size. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I support this. Do you think this might be the next uh, IDW crossover? Oh, that'd be awesome. Because I would, I would absolutely love to see that. Is there a? <laughs> I, I don't know how. I'm going to quiz you on your Masters of the Universe knowledge, but uh, do you know if there are current, like a current run of of them, <laughs> of of Masters of the Universe, of of toys? No, of comics. 
Um, I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I mean, I know we've got, you know, we've got an animated series and stuff and we got some more stuff coming, but, um, and there's always more figures. Um, yeah. It looks like the last dark horse currently has the, uh, the rights and they are, mm-hmm. they're doing some stuff. They're doing some stuff. And Dark Horse is currently working with IDW to do the Stranger Things crossover. So mm-hmm. Stranger Things have happened. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sorry, that that, that joke kind of put itself on a T. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mr. A Mr. T. Nope, nope, nope. See, see, you ruined it. You ruined see, I pity the fool. Come on. <laughs> Uh, let's talk, let's talk one more. Thing Joe. <laughs> so, so Jeff, have you ever heard of the, what is it? Was this, this thing? Ah, oh, come on. The toy awards. No. Yeah. Apparently there's this thing called the toy awards, uh, every year. I'm trying to see what company does it. Um, the toy, foundation fundraiser it's a it's it's a toy foundation fundraiser it's the toys of the year awards uh apparently the mutant mayhem figures uh, took the top slot oh that's uh, nice. they, they they clinched action figure of the year and the pizza fire van was named vehicle toy of the year oh wow yeah that's pretty freaking awesome and I, I would assume that when they say toy, they mean toy, not action figures, because right, because I, I don't see the as good as these Playmates figures are, they're not better than the, the NECA stuff. NECA right. stuff is collectibles, so I I would assume they don't count in 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 this category in these categories. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool. Cool that yeah. that they're getting the um, attention they deserve or the recognition they deserve because those those are those are solid figs, right? Uh, that's it for toys. Uh, let's see what we have. One, we have a couple more. Uh, you want to talk about voice acting, Jeff? Yeah, go for it. Uh, I don't want to. I'm I know I'm gonna mispronounce uh his name. Mashia, Mashaya, Makaya, Abby. It, I don't know. Is it Micah? <laughs> Micah? I, you know, it's it could it's be, Micah. You know, Micah. His name's Micah. Okay, well there we go. I learned something <laughs> new every day. Uh, he tweeted out, um, 100% supporting the SAG uh, strike, uh, but because it's different contract, we can work on Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So that's some uh, cool guest voices coming. Uh, to the series with your favorite turtle guys. So, uh, and the image he he uh, tweeted out was him sitting in a big green chair right next to the original arcade cabinet. I'm like, lucky. That's Where cool. is that at? I've, I I don't know anything about contracts, but it's it's interesting that he's able to do contract work outside of typical SAG stuff. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how all that works because the, uh, you know, 
the writer's strike is over, but the actor's strike is still going right. as of right now. So, uh, wait a minute. Screen actors is different from voice actors. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I, th- that might be, that might be what it is. Again, I'm, I'm not an expert on that, but that seems like that might be the case. Um, yeah. okay. Well, I guess what the news here is, is that we, we assumed the, the four boys were coming back for the, for the movie or for the mm-hmm. TV show. This kind of confirms it. Yeah. I mean, that's the way yeah. it should be. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's good. That's good. Some consistency. Yeah. Cause sometimes when, you know, you go to a, a TV project based off of animated feature, like say, um, Kung Fu Panda, you know, they don't mm-hmm. always get, you know, they can get Jack Black back, which they totally could have. Um, no, they couldn't have. You know, well, that probably could have. Not but, for you know, not for that big, not for that many episodes. Or no, I mean he would have done a, it. He's a big name in a heartbeat. But you know yeah. what I mean. Like they would, he he would command so much money that they couldn't afford it. I don't know. I don't know. He's a pretty chill guy. I would think he would. You know, they'd work something out. But you know what I mean. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. Um. So it's nice to have that, as you said, consistency. Word. Um, couple of IDW uh, news topics. One, uh, our 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 friend and your friend Sophie Campbell has been writing, as we reported several a couple years ago now, has been writing the ongoing TMNT book for IDW since issue one hundred and one. Uh, her run is coming to an end with issue 150. You know, it's a good place to stop, I think. It is a good place to stop. Uh, I'm not going to say that I've been a huge fan of issues one through, so far it's like 40 or 39 or whatever. Um, Hmm. What I will say is she did some things with the characters and the universe that have never been done before. And kind of need, you know, good or bad, we do need new stuff. So I I will praise her on that. Yeah. Now, was she doing the art for a lot of that or was she just purely writing? Uh, Mostly writing there. She did some art here and there, but it's it's it it was mostly a writing job. Um, I, 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 I wish I knew exactly what she was going to work on. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it's out there and it's not, it's not that I, it's not that I don't know it because it's not available. It's because I'm not paying that close of attention. So, right. Just, I guess, count me down as a bad news reporter, but, but yeah, uh, 150 will be her last book. The IDW has not announced the plans beyond 150. I'm sure that will be coming soon. Yeah. Or maybe they're taking a break to rebrand or, I mean, they're, they're coming to, to, uh, Comic Con. So, um, New York. Oh yeah, New York Comic Con. That like, mm-hmm. that's a good so point. Maybe we'll get more uh, details there because Tom Waltz uh, literally just tweeted <laughs> um, uh, as we were recording this. I was like, oh hey, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um. This yeah. is basically, you know, jump over to New York Comic Con soon with a new generation of TMNT. Of course, we know what that means. Um, but let's, uh, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what all transpires. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, 
less than six months away from that. Let's say the solicitations for December are one or are, are issue one forty six. So that means January, February, March. So like April. April is when she'll be out. So they need to start announcing stuff soon. Um, the next piece of news it also comes directly from Sophie Campbell, which is really cool. She tweeted a picture of the one, the only Ninjara, or we are heavily led to believe that it's Ninjara. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, it, it was Sophie uh, just basically posting an, an image that says she's coming, and it is a fox holding a uh, a blood stained sword. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, a fan favorite Ninjara. Mm-hmm. Um, she then replied to a couple of comments and stated that she is not a mutant, which she never was a mutant. Yeah. But in the current IDW story, there are a plethora of mutants. So it's interesting to find out that she is not one. That is very interesting. Yeah. So... No other details are given except just that one teaser. So I guess that as Sophie is stepping out the, out of the door, she's letting Ninjara in the door, which is fine by me. Yeah, I like that they're working uh, other stuff in. Yeah, um, and 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 how and how that's going to affect the character uh, Alopex? Who mm-hmm. knows? Because doesn't her and Raph kind of have a thing going on? Of course, I haven't read past a certain point. I don't know if that's still, you know, a thing. Alopex is still a ongoing character. No details. I will not be giving any details on anything else. Okay. Uh, That would be an interesting triangle if they play that angle. Who knows? I guess I'll know. No cheating stuff, because I can't stand that crap. I'm like, stop putting that crap in stories. I'm like, it's just all entired. It's it's human nature, though. People do it all the time. All the time. I mean, I don't, but I'm just saying. I know, but... Uh, you don't. I, Unless we're talking about video games here. <laughs> You're putting them game genie codes in. Uh, uh, that does it... F- Wait, no, I have one more news story that's like... It's dumb, and I didn't put it in our list of news stories, but I gotta, I'm just bringing it up. You know the uh, traditional Hot Wheels Ninja Turtles, like, cars... That, that, that we see tons of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- there's there's specifically ones that like they're the ones that were included in the the Hot Wheels game. Like they're they're just very they've released them several different times. Well, apparently they're hitting the market one more time this time branded as Mutant Mayhem cars. Oh, wow. They're the same cars, but they're Mutant Mayhem packaging. Huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, but that's what Hot Wheels does, right? That's they just put new packaging on stuff and release it for thirty years, and sell it to you for two fifty, three dollars. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Hasbro does it. Hasbro has has done it with, you know, dang near everything: Transformers, GI Joe. Star Wars, oh my gosh. Let's just sell, you know, the same same figure, you know, umpteen times and we'll just make them a we'll make them a special lava figure. 
You know, it's the same figure. Oh, he's, what makes him different? Oh, he's lava. Okay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> okay, I need it. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that does it for news. That's 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 really all we have. Um kind of a light week. Eh, that's like that's a lot of stories. Nothing nothing really earth shattering, which we can't shatter the earth every week, Jeff. We'd have no earth left. This is true. Uh so I, I this this will take us to break time. Okay, Jeff, we're back. Going but to first, our main... a word from our sponsor, uh, Sergio. We have a very special guest. Do we? We do. Um, uh, Arnold has joined us uh, to talk to, to you about something very important out there, listeners. Uh, and I turn it over to Arnold. This episode of the Shell Hits has been brought to you by Strongium 90. If you're feeling run down and weak, Strongium 90 will pump you up and pick you up. Make sure you get your daily dose. That's a good Thank pull. You. Thank you, Arnold. Yeah. I'm, uh, look, I, I know I told you to try to get guests for the show. I, yeah. Shooting for Arnold Schwarzenegger is, is like that's a- aiming for the stars. That would be amazing. Congratulations. He's got a he's got a book out, so you know. <laughs> he's just searching for for, for outlets. Everywhere, promoting everywhere. He's everywhere, man. <laughs> you know. Well, let's actually talk about these episodes. Yeah, it's our main topic. Uh, we're talking about the '87 cartoon once again. Uh, we have made it to the second chunk of episodes uh, in season five. Uh, season five has a total of 21 episodes in it. Uh, most of them aired pretty consistently once a week on CBS uh, through n- 1991. Uh, one of the episodes that we're not going to cover today, Planet of the Turtleoids, uh, actually aired in primetime in 1991. But we're going to cover that uh, next time we talk about 87, because if we're looking at production code... It falls uh, at the very end of the season. Yeah. It should also be noted uh, that when they went to CBS, there were two episodes every Saturday back to back. That is correct. So uh, let's see. This is only like a month's worth of TV then. Let's see. The first one is October 5th of 1991. The last one that we're going to cover was November 2nd of 1991. So, yeah. Now, like, can we talk about how insane that is? Like to just... You know, money, 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 money. I'm like, you know, you're going to just wear out your product. You know, they did that for a lot of stuff back in the day. It was crazy. Maybe that was just like sweeps. Like that was like that's when all the advertisers wanted to. I guess this makes sense, man. If think about it this way, you have a kid's show. And that kid's show has the most popular toy line on the planet. Your advertise your advertisers are going to are going to be advertising children's toys and children's products during your show. The money the money is spent on children's products the most between the months of October and December. Mm-hmm. No, this is true because of the holiday. So burning through all twenty of one of your episodes between September and November sixteenth seems like a good business decision. On paper. On paper. 
Yeah, but it's not that it matters 40 years later or 30 years later. You know? Right. But, you know, like most of your other shows, like, say, Spider-Man, the animated series, X-Men, the animated series, uh, you know, they were would air, you know, once a Saturday, maybe maybe reruns during the week. Uh, I can't I can't remember again. It's been such a long time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's wild to think that there was two every every Saturday. That 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 yeah. blows my mind, but whatever. Because I remember distinctively recording them back to back, or switching to something else, and then you know, uh, I probably still have those recorded somewhere. <laughs> if the if the tapes are any good anymore. Uh, well, yeah, magnetic tapes seem to do fine usually. Usually, they they'll have they'll have some tracking issues, but you can probably still watch them. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, the first episode that we're going to talk about today is uh, episode 508, Raphael versus the Volcano. Uh, and the, 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 quick, the quick and dirty description here is uh, a, a malfunction of Donatello's latest invention ultimately result, results in Raphael believing he is about to die and ultimately trying to save the world by himself. Yeah, so, so Donatello creates this machine that you put your finger into. <laughs> you just you, you stick your finger into it and it tells you how healthy you are it malfunctions and tells raf that he's basically about to die he has an existential crisis decides to become a a, a three musketeers-esque superhero and starts fighting crime and saving the world which somehow leads him into a volcano that is about to erupt that is also going to spread a disease around the world that what kills everyone was yeah this, yeah yeah i mean th- this story has such a weird opening premise and then it just blows itself up and gets huge by the end uh all because professor vanilli uh wanted a plant that he was growing to be named after him I thought it was Willy Vanilli Lily. <laughs> or, or, it's such a weird. I'm telling you, man, these guys were on some 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 late night whatever. Uh, yeah. Where's where's his name? It's Wilhelm Vanilli. <laughs> Wilhelm Vanilli. Wilhelm Professor Wilhelm Vanilli. And it's it's voiced by Rob Paulson clearly because I know, I can tell his voice. I was like, he sounds yeah. like yeah, uh, almost like. What's his name? The uh, Woody Allen. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Or maybe I don't know. I, I can't. I can't place that accent to a to yeah. an actor that's just crazy. Like whoa! I was like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He 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 goes by the Green Defender. Yeah. Which not is interesting. Like, not the mad scientist, but Raphael. Right, right, right. Raphael goes by the Green Defender. And of course, usually it's Michelangelo who chooses to be the superhero, and we've seen Donatello do it once. Uh, this, it, I, I guess it's Raphael's turn. We haven't gotten to Donatello's yet. Not I, yet, but we know it. I, I, we we know it's out there. Yeah, I say mad scientist. I meant like mad botanist <laughs> or <laughs> mad, you know, mad floral guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah, I, I don't. This was one of the better of the, the 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 episodes that we watched. Overall, I wasn't too 
enthralled by most of them, but this one was good. I like this one. Yeah, this one was fun. It had a lot of fantastic wordplay. Um, with the top of Papalua volcano. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just crazy. <laughs> and, and, and I, like, Raphael just completely abandoning his brothers because he's dying and leaving them multiple final notes. Yeah, the first one was completely you know, not legible, but the last one, well, I was like, Oh, I can actually read this. I was like, Michelangelo, you, you speak chicken scratch. Michelangelo speaks everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he can <laughs> talk pigeon. So, uh, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It's a, it's, 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 it's a, it's a fun, fun episode. Um, I don't have much else to say. Were there any nuggets that you caught? Uh, let's see. This gave me kind of like a musket turtle vibe because Leonardo dressed up as a musket turtle, like yeah. a, a, musca, a musketeer. Um, yeah, he very much was dressed like a musketeer, which is really weird, or or maybe a Zorro. Yeah. Um, I mean, not much. I mean, there's clearly a a, a, a Milli Vanilli joke in here with all the you know the the weird you know, Willie Vanilli. And I was like, it is a little silly. <laughs> the silly Wilhelm Vanilli, Willie mm. Vanilli. Yeah. It, th- th- that joke has not aged well at all. <laughs> no, no, it has not. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's not really a nuggets. I mean, it, it was a, it was a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's really all you can ask for, for most of these. Yeah. Uh, the next one, the next one is Landlord of the Flies. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, this this is packed. A, Baxter Stockman leads a swarm of flies in an attempt to conquer New York and prove his worth to Shredder and Krang so he can become human again. Uh, a couple of, couple of my notes here. Uh, d- so do we actually believe Krang when he says he can make Baxter human again? Or do you think he's just getting him to work for him? I think he's just like, you know, it, it's a fly trap. It's a, it's a fly trap. <laughs> it's a fly trap. Pure and simple. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, I honestly forgot how many episodes Baxter ends up coming back for, you know, and, and yeah. whenever he comes back, it's always like, not only do I hate the turtles, but I also hate the shredder. So it's, so it's like Baxter versus the world every single time. Until he somehow gets tricked into working for the Shredder again. What, like, what do, what do you have for this one? Man, I'm tell you, like, if I was an animator and working on this, they're like, there's going to be flies in this. Cause like, look, effects animators have the toughest job in animation. <laughs> like, you you go and look at you know any of those classic '80s uh, animated films, like from Don Bluth or anything like that. Just look at the weird effects. You know, especially like Land of the uh, not Land of the Lost, uh, Land Before Time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, effects animation is not easy. It's like, oh, I gotta draw all these freaking flies. You know, and a lot of it was just like little black blurbs and stuff until you get kind of close. And I was like, man, I bet they are just so annoyed with this episode. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, like this one. This was a fun one. Like I always like to see Baxter, and it's always interesting to see. Um. You know, because the last time we saw him, he had didn't he have the computer buddy, but he was like banished to another dimension. 
Yeah, yeah. And I was like, how did you get back? I need we're that not context. Gonna, we're not gonna not gonna go into any of those details. Well, no, yeah, because it's a Saturday morning cartoon. But like, I need to know. <laughs> you know, so like uh, each time he kind of comes back with something a bit more menacing, but he's still at the base level. He's he, he he's dumb. <laughs> he's the dumbest scientist in all of of, of, of turtledom. I mean, especially in, in fly form. Oh, that's true. I'm sure that affected the size and capability of his brain. Right. Yeah. That had to have happened. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, this another fun episode. I don't know if I liked it. Um, it just because the, like the whole Baxter coming back and wanting revenge on everybody and then failing is like at this point, it's a trope, you know? Yeah. And th- there is one thing that really bugged the crap out of me. Ha 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 ha. That was unintentional. Um, in the, in like the third act of the show, they take a helicopter to a baseball stadium and they reference it. They refer to it as the new baseball stadium. I know this is just my weird baseball fan that like New York mind working overtime here, but in the late 80s, or when this aired in 1991, there was no new baseball stadium in New York City. Yeah. that That's not a thing. Uh, and, and then, towards the end of the episode, the stadium's, like, roof closes. Which, yeah. there are no domes. There are no retractable roofs. Roofs. Roofs? In any New York stadiums. Period. Um, so... That just those are really stupid errors that were completely avoidable. Again, kids show probably shouldn't matter. But come on, man. The outside of the stadium looked a little like Yankee Stadium. Yeah, they they clearly were trying to evoke Yankee Stadium and then got all of the facts wrong. Right. You got to be a little different, I guess. Yeah, it's just just dumb. It's dumb. It's just get it right man it's not hard um that's all i have you got anything else uh no um oh uh i'm pretty sure they've said it throughout the show um but hearing bebop uh you know uh, say take this shellhead so i was like hey <laughs> that's a nice pull <laughs> i like that it's like, hey, we got name dropped. Yeah, that's fair. That's 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 a that's a quality nugget. Yeah, I will say Baxter does show up for one more episode, but I won't go into that right now. And he doesn't show back up for quite some time. So, OK, good. we'll get we'll get to that later. G- good. I, I, I love you, Baxter, but I think I've had enough. Yeah, you need better schemes and plans. Yeah. Let's uh let's jump to Donatello's duplicate. Oh, I love this episode. Uh, tired of fixing everything in the lair, Donatello decides to clone himself so he can work on his other inventions. Uh, however, Donatello's clones turn against him and join the Rat King in an attempt to conquer the city uh, with a rat infestation. I, I, I know this is 
likely before multiplicity, but I got multiplicity vibes from it. Yeah. That's a good pull. I love multiplicity. That's a fun movie. Um, Been a while. Yeah, multiplicity came out in 96, so clearly <laughs> not based on that, but... But yeah, yeah, just the idea that you can create create a clone of yourself just to do the stuff you don't want to do is a very naive way to look at cloning. It is. And yeah, kind of selfish. Yeah, so so the, the weirdest thing here was them like bringing in the Rat King for this story. Yeah. You know, as smart as Donatello is, I, my, like if I were to just assume what the story is going to be, I would always assume, oh, Donatello just becomes the main bad guy, and now you're just defeating evil Donatello. But no, he, I guess, is tr- basically tricked by the Rat King. Yeah, so so that it, it's just a weird, it's it's a weird left turn that I, I didn't see coming. It is cool to see the Rat King; he keeps coming back. Uh, what do you think? I like this one a lot because I've I've watched this one actually a great deal. Because um, like when I would uh, just throw a DVD in. And um, you know, be working on something, and I was like, "Oh, it's like it's this episode." I was like, "I just, I really liked the episode uh, a lot." Like, uh, there's some things that I would have liked to have seen gone, you know, go somewhere. At one point, when the turtles uh, confront uh, Donatella's clone, they get cloned into evil clones. And like, how cool would it have been if there was like an evil turtle? like crime spree arc to have gone through like maybe, you know, three or four episodes or whatever. And the turtles are getting blamed for everything like that. I would really have liked to have seen that. Uh, I'm not trying to spoil IDW. Well, but uh, there is something kind of like that. You know what I mean? You know, there's something like like that coming up that, that you haven't read yet. Yeah. Not going in, into any details, but you'll, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, that's that. That is a cool idea. Um, and they kind of hint at it whenever, like there was, of course, the the Crooked Ninja Turtle gang, and anytime Slash is in in play, there's always the the chance that he causes some some chaos, and the turtles get blamed for it. So, yeah. Uh, Let's see if I've got anything. I, th- I I think my my I the episode's fine. Like I don't I don't love it. I don't hate it. It does kind of uh, ignore the, the the moral ambiguity of murdering a clone. Yeah. Because if you create a clone, is that clone human? And now that it's human, does it have the rights of a human? Mm-hmm. And now that we've created all these clones in this children's show, how do we get rid of them without just murdering them? And they just went with, they dissolved because they broke the clone machine. Or is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of sidestepped it, but in essence, well, they, they murdered they hit it, all of them. They hit it and they put it into reverse. The Donatello tricked yeah. clone. Donnie's like, but you can't put it in reverse. I'll bet I can. It's, it's the whole Bugs Bunny, you know, Rabbit season, duck season. <laughs> yeah, but what does that even mean? I put the clone machine in reverse. Yeah. What? <laughs> I guess if you make it confusing and not make any sense, you don't have to deal with them just murdering the the clones. Yeah, I mean it's like, it's a lot of the yeah. techno babble, you know. Yeah. 
um, we get some fun, uh, some fun things and some interesting things that I, I, I noticed. Um, uh, what was the, uh, the B movie that, uh, they were watching was, uh, Raphael wanted to watch was surf zombies from Zumba. Zumba. Wow. Always way before Zumba was a thing. Right. They probably got it from turtles. Um, and I noticed in this episode, and it's probably in others, but I didn't notice it as prominent. But when the turtles are in the lair, you can clearly hear echoes, like they're talking like in a tunnel. Hmm. And I was like, I don't remember this. So that was kind of cool. So if you guys, you know, watch it at home, watch it online or whatever, uh, it'd be interesting to see if you hear that, too. Yeah, I, I guess um, I didn't notice it, or maybe it's always been there and I just never noticed it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the, the weird thing to me was like, you know, the tube TV in the turtle layer breaking down. I was like, well, if you get just the right tube TV, those things will last a long freaking time. Yeah. Uh, they did mess up, but not, to my knowledge, nearly that often. Heck, we still have a 30-plus-year-old tube TV in the house, and it's still going. It's getting close. It's getting close to like it'll the the picture will shrink into one line, and I'll just go and smack it. I'm like, oh, picture's back. There we go. When you turn it on, does it go? No, it does not. When you turn it off, so, does it go? It does not. So it's probably a, a tube or something going on. So you know, it's gonna be sad when that almost 100 pound television goes kaput. It's gonna um, be sad because you'll have to find a way to get rid of it. You're not freaking get a, lying. Get a dolly to get that thing out of your house. Oh, my house. God. Get to, like, hey, get a dose of Strongium 90, and I'll be set. Oh, there you go. See? Pick it up with my freaking pinky finger. You know, they and they, you know they were cloning rats and stuff, and I was like, you're already adding to the city's already massive rat problem. Come on, guys. There's not going to be anything left for anybody. And, uh, and we can't just skip over the fact that they made a rat that can talk and then completely like forgot about him. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, make some money. That's the Rat Kings. Uh, you know what? That's how Rat Kings making money. Talking rat show. That's it right, right there. Obviously, the rat disappeared when they put the clone machine in reverse. But yeah. There were so many times during that episode that having one of the rats just say something at random would have been hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it happened like once or a couple of times. So that was it. Like, hey, what, what's going on here? I reckon talk. And what was it? Mickey McFingers is. Uh, Pink, Pinky. <laughs> Pinky McFingers. Pinky, Pinky McFingers. That uh, sounded, sounded like Mickey McFingers. I was like, ah, I'm having a day. Uh, so. <laughs> Pinky McFingers. You know, the turtles learned a very valuable lesson. They tried to do, and this is a a familiar trope with a lot of Saturday morning cartoons. Something happens to the fix-it guy or whatever, and I was like, you know what? We don't even need that guy. We can do it ourselves. Nope. (laughs) Excuse me. It backfires in a big way, and and they learn a very valuable lesson indeed. Uh it, it should be noted that on the Turtlepedia page for cast of characters, it lists clone Daff- clone Donatello, clone Leonardo, clone, clone Michelangelo, and clone Raphael as all dying. Wow. It says they made their debut and then death. 
Wow, that's that's morbid. Whoever did that, come on, guys. It's not wrong. Oh no, not wrong. Okay, well, let's move on to the ice. The ice creature cometh. A lot of saliva in my mouth. Wait. Oh. Cometh. This is real weird. Um, Bebop and Rocksteady botch another mutagen experiment, resulting in a giant ice creature who Bebop dubs Frosty. Uh, and Shredder uses this. Uh, Shredder uses the monster to freeze New York solid, preoccupying the turtles long enough for him to steal thermal explosives needed to melt the Technodrome free from the ice, which is where they are right now. They're stuck in ice. Um, this episode is, it's fine. Like you can, you can apparently mutate ice now or all of the microorganisms that are found in frozen ice. Um, I guess it was just, it was, it was just a reason to get a giant abominable snowman walking around New York Kaiju style that that's what all that's what this was. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah. What, what, what do you have for it? Let's see here. Uh, again, another familiar trope. Uh, the monster is created. Uh, he's about to, you know, destroy the technodrome and everybody inside. And then they shoot weapons at him. Missile lands in his hand. And then Bebop feels sorry for him, pulls it from him. Like, oh, pulls it from his hand. He's like, oh, we're friends now. That's happened in so many cartoons, uh, yeah. and so, so many you know storybooks and stuff like that. Um, I for, I forget the original. I think it was like a lion who was uh, in the, the had a thorn in his paw, and the mouse pulled it out. And he's like, "Oh, we're buddies now." Um, I can't so it, remember, but I know what it, you're talking about. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> I do love. Uh, there's a moment where Rocksteady is like. Aren't you guys kind of tired of the mutant story, uh, you know, <laughs> of the week? <laughs> it's another mutant story, folks. Aren't you tired of that by now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the writers are even getting tired of writing them. Yeah. Yeah. I and, mean, and, and like, I would barely even call this one a mutant. Like, this was a giant ice monkey. Like, or you know, it, it just doesn't giant seem, abominable snowman. Yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's it's less a mutant and just a, a, a an existing archetype that they're they're aping. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That one was intended. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, again, I, I don't hate it. It's it's a perfectly fine episode, but it's it's not going to make it into my top one hundred. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's a fine. fine one. It's a fun one. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, the whole the whole thing was like, oh, hey, get this guy to push us out of the ice. I was like, no, nah, that's just going to no, I ain't going to work. And then eventually he gets uh, he's on Earth, you know, doing his thing. And then the turtles, you know, trick him into a rocket, shoot him back up uh, into the sky. And it just, you know, coincidentally fly exactly where the Technodrome is crashes and as he's melting i was like i know where this is going and the drums unstuck i'm like yay nope yep 
Frosty freezes even they're even like stuck worse <laughs> than they were before. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I guess to Shredder's credit, his plan worked. Yeah. They he they were able to get the Technodrome unstuck until dumb luck like just ruined their day. So I I guess that's where it kind of breaks the uh, the mold. Um, but you know, not all of them can be bangers. True. Let's see. You got anything else before we move on? Nope. That's about, that's about it. Oh, Oh, what was up with the, you know, there's always in that, uh, another trope is the, uh, I've never had an appliance be so crazy to where it's like turning everything into like a winter wonderland in my freaking house. (laughs) I was like, you defrost the freezer. I was like, oh my gosh. Like the entire thing was frozen. Like all of it, like ice all on the tops and sides and, you know, uh, it's crazy. It's like who okay. wouldn't want like a, you know, an ice rink in their house? Like is, I guess maybe, maybe I just have, how do I word this? I remember as a kid, a few refrigerators that I came and came in contact with had problems with freezing over, but it was like two out of the thousands I saw in my childhood. I have not seen a refrigerator that does that in well over 25 years. Is that a problem that we've just fixed? Maybe. Because I I don't think modern refrigerators have that problem anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just spoiled and uh, it's just never happened to me. I don't know. But I, I was really hoping that, like, they defrosted the refrigerator by unplugging it and, uh, like there were just a bunch of melted pizzas all over the place when they came home. Yeah. Or, or like they came home and it was like flooded up to their waist and like fish were swimming in their lair or something. Just some stupid gag, you know, but it really went the other way with it. They, that it was plugged back in. Um, Leonardo cuts loose a nerd themed muscle. <laughs> I'm sorry. A nerd turned muscle man, a nerd turned muscle man captures three of the turtles and a reluctant Leonardo must ask Casey Jones for help in rescuing them. That's a that is the shortest description ever. I'm not sure why this one is called Leonardo Cuts Loose. That is unusual because he doesn't really. He No, he doesn't. And it's not like the episode really focuses on Leonardo it kind of focuses on all of the turtles, even though they are separate because it, it very much chronicles the, the other three being captured by the, the strongium nine guys. Uh, this one was fun. The uh, Austrian accent got accents, got kind of, uh, annoying by the end of it. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's cute to be like, Oh, he sounds like Schwarzenegger. Like that's, that's cute for a short cameo, but, to saddle an entire character or three with that exact accent for an entire 22 minutes is rough. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. What'd you think of this one? I, I really enjoyed this one just cause you know, I'm a big Arnold fan Yeah. and it's just goofy. And it's like, you know, Hans and Franz, you know, well, no, I don't think, no, they, that was, was that going on during that time? 
Uh, keep talking. I'll look it up. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's just so it, there's a very important lesson in this episode, kids. Is that don't do drugs, don't do steroids. Uh, get buff and strong the natural way. Eat your veggies and do your push-ups. Uh. <laughs> Um, one of the most torturous parts of this episode is when the turtles got captured, uh, 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 Raphael, Donatello and Michelangelo in a weird workout machine. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, then they were held captive and forced to work out for three hours. I was like, Oh God. I was like, no, I'd be done in like 20 minutes, man. Yeah. 30 minutes, 30 tops. Uh, Hans and Franz made their debut in October of 1987. Okay, then. Yeah. Then we're on point. Yep. Um, you had some really funky-looking characters. One guy that looked like had Wolverine's haircut with a giant, uh, uh, what was the, what was the, the TV critic? Um, <laughs> I almost said Gene Simmons. I'm like, that's not right. Um... Is it Gene Siskel, the one with the giant mustache? You know who I'm talking about? I do. Is that right, Gene Siskel? I don't. Th- I don't think that's right, but I know who you're talking um, about. Um, let me see. Gene Shalit. Okay, sorry. Gene Shalit. Uh, yep, that's the yeah. one. Um. Oh well, he's still alive. Good on you, dude. Um. But yeah, that's exactly who that looks like. And I'm like, wow, Gene been doing push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> And not skipping leg day. Let's go, Gene. <laughs> one of the one of the goons is named Hans. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. The, the 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 way that the turtles win this is super dumb. It super is. duper dumb because the strongium ninety is what's giving them you know the 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 goons their their strength right and it's basically like a a steroid that is applied via light beam and he just swaps it out with a flashlight yeah that's pretty crazy yeah i like donatello was a legitimate genius and that that was that was his his fix was a, a flashlight it, it i don't know it's it just dumb it's just real dumb uh casey jones was in this one i, I don't know that he was necessary but it is always good to see him, and he is always his, you know, himself. By the end, he he claims to have have uh, changed to had grown as a character, only to immediately reveal that nope, he still wants to just beat the piss out of every lawbreaker he can find. Uh, you got anything else for Leonardo cuts loose? Um, let's see here. I love the name. Uh, of the uh, of the gems, the no sweat gem and the airheads, uh, airheads house of pecs. <laughs> <laughs> There's also an Acme warehouse in here. I was like, oh, well, that's where you know Wiley Coyote gets all his stuff. Yeah. Uh, I love the name of the guy, uh, the main bad guy, Wally Airhead. I was like, you know, and no offense to any of our. Uh, Buff listeners, especially no offense to any of our buff or uh, <laughs> do do bro listeners out there, 
uh, you know, back in that time, the stereotypes were, you know, if you had muscles, you were dumb. But, uh, you know, there's there's there's, there's a nice mixture of, 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 of dudes out there. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, there's there's always the the brain or brawn, you know, trope. Yeah, it was never strong, smart guys. There were no Banes, I guess. Like even when Bane was in that one Batman movie in the 90s, he was dumb. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, next up, Pirate Radio. Yeah. This is episode 513. Uh, using a hypnotic microphone and speaker, Shredder takes over a radio station and broadcasts a signal that sends the population of New York City sailing into a dimensional limbo dubbed Krang's Chasm. <laughs> Ugh, gross. <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere near that chasm. I think I missed that while watching the episode. Krang's Chasm. Oh, man. We need to rebrand the Shellheads podcast as just Krang's Chasm. Step into Krang's Chasm with me today, Jeff. No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. I didn't like this episode at all. Really? Yeah, not at all. Like it had some some things here and there, but overall, just barf. Just I didn't like the the, the pirate radio guy. I didn't like everyone in in town being like, oh this this uh this this dude is he's the coolest. It's like uh uh-uh. no. And then Shredder being becoming obsessed with with the being the radio guy, and then Krang just being able to pull this portal out of his chasm. You know, just so many things just. No, no, just let's move on. That's that was when I was watching it. I was just like, can I just skip it? Can I just skip it? What'd you think of it? I thought it was fine. Um, it was kind of a weird, you know, just unusual episode. Um, now I know where the Michelangelo uh, with the uh, boombox gif comes from. Because, like, you know, there's a lot of these that I haven't seen. Because, like, you know, there's, yeah. like, 190-something episodes, and, like, some of these I'm watching for the first time. Because yep. I didn't, you know, even when I got the DVDs, I didn't go all the way through them, because at some point I got burnt out. I'm like, okay, I need to just take a break, and I didn't go back. So, um, this one, uh, I did like the, excuse me, sorry. I did like the... Uh, the sea convert or the ocean conversion of the turtle van. Uh, that was pretty cool. The, okay. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I'll give you that. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Michelangelo and Irma being in the tub together. And there was like Michelangelo and they get knocked out of the, uh, the trance. Like, what are you doing in my tub? <laughs> well, it, no, not, that was not just... what is your tub doing floating in the, Atlantic Ocean. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it was just weird. Um, but you know, it it's fine. I, it could it have been like a heist episode where they're trying to you know get some kind of special cargo or something out of this you know uh, ship or you know or whatever. You know, I mean, it it's fine for what it was. Uh, you know, there was there was some action with it. Um, I, I always like to see the turtles rooms 
and you kind of get a little glimpse. You don't get always get a full glimpse of them in their rooms um, in the lair. Um, and can yeah. we talk about how, how like, I guess, waterproof Michelangelo's boombox is? Because when he's playing the loud music and the turtles just aren't having it, they just throw them out and they uh, into the sewer and they throw his boombox there. And I was like, that thing should be dead. Like any kind of water <laughs> electronics yeah. don't mix, especially old technology. Like it would be toast, but nope. Takes a lick and keeps on ticking. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I we we also should probably note that there was there was some new music in this one. There was like, this this whole series is you know riddled with great music, but it's the same like nine songs, episode to episode, right? Just used in different scenarios. This one, like the rock song that the the guy was playing over the radio, was a song I don't think we've heard ever in this show. Yeah. Not that it was good. I think it was I think it was bad on purpose. Yeah. But it was new. In some of the episodes, there's like a new kind of upbeat action news Channel Six theme, which I mm-hmm. kind of dig. Um, and there's a couple more kind of you know, uh, here and there. That's like, you know, how long are you going to use the same season one music? <laughs> I, I, 10 seasons. Yeah. Well, I don't they know. Had, I, they, I, they, they, uh, they had did, new music did, in did, like, much did, uh, the red sky seasons have better, better music or different music. I think it did. I don't know. I've only seen yeah. those episodes like once and it was a very long time ago. Yeah. I watch those probably more than the others, you know, apart from the Toei Turtle season. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm excited one. to get to them, yeah. but we still have a lot to get through, <laughs> including yeah. an entire vacation. Oh, <laughs> anything mm. else for pirate radio? Uh oh, Krang's android body was destroyed. Oh, oh. yes. That I take it back. That's the best part of this episode. That was his, so his funky. Stupid body falling apart multiple yeah. times was hilarious. That was really cool. And I forget what episode uh, it is, but Krang's eyes are just overly dark purple. And I'm like, this is creepy because they're always kind of a light purple, but they just kind of leaned hard into that. Like maybe he'd been up too late. <laughs> yeah. Trying to come up with schemes to uh, take over the world. Who knows? Yeah, that 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 was a fun little gag that they that they kind of leaned on a couple times. So I'll give them that. But overall, eh, that skip skip pirate radio. Just skip it. It's fine. You don't have to watch it. It's not important. I mean, you know. Next up, the final episode that we're going to talk about today, uh, episode number. Five fourteen. Like now, these numbers all depend on what source you're looking at, because the Turtlepedia has it as five sixteen. I'm going by the uh, the TV broadcast, not, like season, like production codes on Wikipedia. These might be wrong. Who knows? We're gonna get through every single episode. If it's out of order, it's out of order. They shouldn't be though. This one is Raphael. Turtle of a Thousand Faces. Raphael's latest study of disguises leads the turtles to attempt to rescue... Okay. 
Raphael's latest study of disguises leads the Turtles to attempt a rescue when he is mistaken for a mobster named Mad Dog McMutt. Speaking of weird episodes, Mm -hmm. this one is deliberately weird in a lot of different ways. Yeah. One, do like, do we know it like is Raphael wanting to be in disguise? Is that like canon? Is that something that they've talked about before? I'm trying to remember. I don't think so. No. It's like, again, it's like the tropes of characters doing something that's other than what they're, you know, supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it just kind of fails and they go back to, oh, I'll just go back to being a ninja. Yeah. Well, but this one was fun. I like like this one. They didn't like they the seeds for this story were like the first 35 seconds of the episode. He's like, oh, by the way. I'm trying to master the art of disguise. And then everyone's like, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. And then he purposely disguises himself like this criminal mad dog McMutt, who looks like he might actually be part dog or mixed with a little bit of, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. Richard Richard Nixon. <laughs> because it's always fun to make fun of Nixon. I mean, Futurama made a career of it. Like, you're not wrong. It's it's. I'm sorry. It's just so bizarre. Like he he even refers to himself as I'm gonna take myself for a walk and puts a leash around the collar that's around his neck. I think it's absolutely hilarious. It reminds me of like a. Uh, are you familiar with Dick Tracy? I was gonna. I was gonna reference Dick, Dick Tracy too. Yes, it does oh, nice. kind of remind me of Dick Tracy, but so not like, like this... in a cool weirdo kind of way. This is like a yeah. weird. Is, how is this like a furry thing? Way before furries were a thing. I don't think so. Yeah. It. It's. Sorry. I mean, not only is this dude kind of just acting like he's part dog, he's also a crime lord, lord that has goons. So oh, these no, goons, go crime lord. I like that better. Crime, crime lord. lord. Yes, crime my name lord. Is lord. Lord. Lord crime. Lord like, crime he, is my name. He's, he's a known criminal who has goons who just follow him. They oh, just snap. follow him. My question is now: Can he take a bite out of crime? Oh. oh. <laughs> I got you so good with that. All right, it, it, it's been a, an episode of Shellheads. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you tuned in. No, it, it, it's just these two goons not once question. You know, it's kind of weird that he's a dog guy, right? Like, I'm sorry, it, it's it's just it's there's too many unanswered questions in this episode. <laughs> like, what did Raphael think he was going to do, dressing up like? A human dog man who is yeah. wanted like he. How were the turtles supposed to know to look for him? The only reason they knew to look for him is because he left. A wanted poster in the the lair like was the, it in the, the lair or was it in the uh, the trash can at the park? It might have been at the trash either way. 
it's not like he left them clues. Yeah. And it's not like it's not obvious because like, hey, I can still see your, you know, that you're a turtle. You're not covering up that, you know, the front part of your body with a with a, a shirt or something. Yeah. And, and it's like you're you're in disguise as a pirate. I'm like, you're green. Who else is that going to be? I know it's you. And but the, there oh. was some deep stuff in this episode. I keep talking over you, but I'm like, it's like it's like, oh, I want to do this, but like, but they're making fun of me. I'm like, oh, that has some deep cuts. <laughs> That's completely undercut by how silly everything is. Right. Like, the, the the three turtles when when they catch the the dog gangster guy and they think it's Raphael, not once did they go, let me see if you have a shell. Yeah. Like it, this isn't a mystery that's hard to solve. Yeah. Again, I guess I'm applying a bit too much logic to a kid's show. This one is just so aggressively weird that it's hard for me to get behind. Yeah. And at the same time, it is kind of charming. Like uh, it's, it's, it's weird. So so, uh, at what point do we ask NECA to make a Mad Dog McMutt action figure? Oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. He's coming with his own leash and his own, uh, what is it, liver liver dog treats. You know? <laughs> and he'll have an extra head that you can put on the, uh, the turtles in disguise. Yeah. Raphael. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. Let's do, we don't need to encourage them to do that. Um, anything else for this one? Uh, let's see here. I love the name of the of. So, I'm kind of always been kind of obsessed with like old magazines and like you know, there's there's all kinds of stuff that we used to get back in the day, and they would have like, oh, well, in the back of this, you send away from a detective kit, or you send away for, you know sea monkeys or you know x-ray specs or just goofy goofy stuff the name of the magazine that Raphael uh was looking at was pinkerman's private peepers <laughs> i don't know about you guys but y'all don't need to be looking at nobody's private peepers or you don't need to be <laughs> peeping at nobody's privates so stay keep your nose clean uh, yeah yeah man and i did Raphael with a beard that was great. Yeah. I loved that. I loved that. That was hilarious. Does he come back? No, oh, no. Oh, no. Mad Dog McMutt comes back. Oh, how many times? Just one, one more episode? One more time. One more time. Oh, good. Oh, good. Ugh. There was a really weird... Uh, Irma did something right for once in this episode. Um, <laughs> and out of nowhere... April just did some ninja moves, which I know that you're not a fan of. <laughs> and they're like, how did you, how did you learn how to do that? And she was like, if you're in enough of these episodes, you're bound to pick something. Some, some of it's about to bound to rub off. That's the, that's yeah, true. That's right. true. Like if, if anything is canon is that if you watch enough YouTube videos, you can be a ninja. So yeah, <laughs> her, her just ha- happening to learn how to punch somebody from the, the I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and we, uh, and that's where we get Shredder's Revenge. Uh, uh, yes, it, it, everything is making sense now, Jeff. Yep. Th- thanks for cluing me in. You're. That's what I'm here for. 
Uh, yeah, let's see. He comes back in season six, so it'll be a little while, but we'll get we'll get there. Yeah. Nice. Well, that does it. Uh, I, I can't say that I was blown away by any of these episodes. You know, there's some fun ones here and there. Um, I mean, and, and we've talked about this before. It at the rate they were ranking this stuff out, it's like let's get a like, what do you got? You know, what do you got? Let's just you know throw me an idea. Uh. Guy, bad guy who thinks he's a dog. Okay, here we go. You know, <laughs> they they just got really high one weekend and came up with like seven ideas and just wrote scripts around them. That that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you something. Though, like the comedy, a lot of the comedy was on point. Um, yeah, with a lot of these, and it you know, and it took me back to. Literally, because we the the house you know that we're in we've been here for like thirty something years, so I watched the majority of these episodes in this house. It's uh it's always great to kind of revisit these and it's like oh they, this one's really bad oh this one's pretty good I'd watch this one again you know the uh the Leonardo cuts loose even though he didn't uh yeah and Donatello's duplicate like if I had to pick uh and then and then. Uh, Raphael Turtle a thousand faces like those are my three favorites out of these. Well, good. I don't even know if I have a favorite. I like the ice creature one too. That one's that one's fun because it looked giant monsters. Yeah. Hmm. Gosh, probably Raphael versus the volcano is my favorite. Yeah. Probably. Just because the premise is so earnest, you know, like Raphael having a having his his existential crisis. And didn't becoming they, Zorro. Yeah. Didn't they do a, uh, didn't Tom Hanks? Yeah. Tom Hanks was in a movie called Joe versus the volcano. Like, I wonder if there's any correlation. I've never seen Joe versus the volcano, but it is him and Meg Ryan. That's a good combination. Yeah. It's a weird movie, but well, uh, Jeff, uh, with, with, with our, with our main topic, uh, in the books, what's our next segment? Next time on Shellheads. Uh, Jeff, you you chose to defer our uh, the, the beginning of us reading the Image comics to episode 127, which would be our next episode after this one. So that's what's next. All right. Uh, and to, to be very specific, uh, as I said last episode, we're not starting with issue one like you would think. Uh, we are starting with the Body Count miniseries and the three Savage Dragon crossovers. Love Pro- I'm sorry. Savage Dragon. Four Savage Dragon crossovers. My bad. Even better. Yeah, there's there's a total of four. I, I don't even know what order they're in. Like, it's just so weird. It's it's like Body Count is one, two, three, four. It's very easy. Doesn't make much sense, but it's it's a qu- very quick read. Then for Savage Dragon, there is Savage Dragon's Savage Dragon number two, number twenty-two, and then there are two different crossover issues. I'm gonna have to look at some uh some uh like timeline stuff to see where those fall and whether or not we have to read all four of the crossovers. Yeah, but that's what's I'd, next. I'd say I really want to just because I it's been a while since I've read Savage Dragon, and it's a great comic, it's just a fun read, kind of like the Tick. But not – I'm not comparing the two, but it's like it's one of those just unusual things in in comics uh, that's just 
I recommend it to everybody. Yeah, I've I, I, okay. <laughs> I have no opinion whatsoever on the Savage Dragon. Yeah. He he's just that guy who I have to read because he's in some Turtles comics. I think when I was at Heroes Con, and I think it was 2007, that um, the Savage Dragon creator was there, and I either I got a sign number one uh, crossover, or my buddy Jason got it for me and surprised me later. I can't remember. I gotta go see if I can find that wherever that is. That would be Eric Larson. Yes. Yes. Uh, before we head out, I do want to make an announcement. Oh, uh, the contest that we had going on Instagram, the one that no one told me it had a typo in it. Thanks, y'all. Talking to you, too, Jeff. Hey, uh, I didn't I didn't. You know, I'm not I'm not your proofreader. Just a big you, you could at the very least been like, hey, bro. You need a typo. Uh, what was beside the, typo? the point. Beside the point. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter now. It's over. I'm, we have a winner. I'm going to go look right Don't now. Don't do it. Don't do it. The winner is Steve States. Uh, he has won all three of the IDW books that we are sending out. Uh, I already have his address, and we're going to get them to him. Uh, thank you, Steve, for listening. Uh, he said that he's, he appreciates uh, us you know, doing the contest, but he also appreciated our last episode, the Krang episode. Nice. He he listens to them with his son. So. Oh, that's made, awesome. Made made my heart grow two or three sizes, which probably needed to happen. Um. I mean, definitely, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say that's always something that needs to happen. Uh. So thank you for uh, warming uh Sergio's cold dead heart. Uh, just in time for the holidays. Yeah. So, Steve, thanks for listening. Thanks for thank, thanks for sharing us with your son, and I uh, hope you enjoy the books. They'll be in the mail soon. Uh, for the rest of you, uh, here's where I'm going to throw it over to Jeff, and he's going to give his spiel about Warp Zone. As always, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade. Uh, we live stream uh, every week. We took a break for a little while, but we're back, and it's the spooky season, so we've been doing some... Uh, Halloween themed games, um, some on the weekends. And then I just, you know, back doing, uh, some other stuff with friends, uh, during the middle of the week. Um, we're also a fully functioning arcade. So anything that's on stream, uh, you can play in the arcade. Uh, we're on threads, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch. Um, I don't know if Sergio links all those in the show notes. Uh, that would be fantastic if he did. That way you can just find us directly for not following us. Please do. Um, we do birthday parties, events. Um, we have hundreds of games um, for you to enjoy from PlayStation to Nintendo to retro, all kinds of stuff in, in between. Um, and where can we find you, Sergio? Uh, you can find me on uh, all major platforms. Under the name L-I-U-G-E-A-U-X. I encourage you to follow me. I share dumb stuff. Uh, Don't follow me on Twitter unless you like being spammed with baseball stuff right now. Just just a heads up. Twitter's dying anyway, so you probably don't want to go there to begin with. That's true. That's true. 
Uh, but it's that, that look Braves Twitter is a fun is it that's it's a fun little land, but it's really the only thing I use it for nowadays. Um, yeah, just follow me on all that stuff. Uh, right now, Jarius, one of the reality breached guys, is spinning up a podcast or two once uh, once we know exactly what that's going to look like. I'll announce it here. Nice. Yeah. So uh, uh, that does it for uh, for Shellheads episode 126. Uh, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.